Hello. I was wondering if I might trouble you for a cup of strong black coffee and in the process engage you with an anecdote of no small amusement. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You know, this is, excuse me, a damn fine cup of coffee. Jawbreakers, uh, Jawbreakers, welcome to the podcast uh, for all your sweet nerdy needs. This is Nerdy Verse. I am John Wayne. I'm, and I'm Megan. I'm not a herd leader on this series. You, uh, you, I guess I could still be. You could still but, be. Uh, no, this is a new series. This is episode three of the new series of Nerdy Verse, where yeah. we talk about everything that's not Star Wars because we love other things as hard as it is to believe. And so we do talk yeah. about Star Wars every week. Uh, hopefully you checked out our recent episode on Boba Fett and Jango Fett and all the reasons why they're awesome, but also kind of weird, but also still better yeah. than just the cool guys. Like they deserve some love and respect as do other fandoms, which is why we're here today. Yeah. Um, the last Dearly couple of... beloved, we are here today. Yes. To beloved fandoms. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Um, the last couple of episodes, uh, or the first couple of episodes of Nerdyverse were spent all about preparing you uh for everything that's not star wars that we're going to talk about uh we didn't cover everything we both love but we talked about some other things and hopefully you found that interesting and some of it resonated or seemed familiar um we have gotten a couple of mentions of ideas and that has kind of put us in a direction for future episodes um so it just goes to show twitter instagram facebook hit us up and let us know if you've got a fandom that's not star wars that you want us to talk about if you have a fandom that is Star Wars. You can still let us know, but that's another show. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, we're we're excited for the direction. This is the first real topic that we're going with, mm-hmm. uh, and it's your topic. It's not, mine. It's yours. All yours. It's me time. So I just get to be a co-host today. You do. Uh, which is kind of nice. Yeah. I just talked everybody's ear off about Boba Fett for an hour, <laughs> so it's nice to be able to. Uh, give them a break from my my voice and opinions. He says as he continues to talk. Yes, uh, you know I'm almost finished. I'm only on my first point. Um, uh-huh. so, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Sure. Yeah. All you. So first question, John. But first, no. I'm no, just I'm gonna punch you in the teeth. No, I'm joking. What do you like on your pizza? Um, meat. Um, I'm very old school and stereotypical. I like a meaty pizza. Um, I like chicken and pepperoni and sausage specifically mm-hmm. uh anything kind of outside of those i think it's a little ridiculous yeah we're, we're not going to mention the p word because that just starts oh. in... pineapple pizza is fine i okay? was trying to avoid talking what about you it. gots to do though is you got to eat it the morning after when it's still slightly cold because pineapple is not meant to be hot okay You're, yeah you eat pineapple pizza as god intended the morning after so you buy, you get your pepperoni pizza and eat that the night of, but then you also get a pineapple pizza that you put straight in the fridge and save for morning. It's like KFC chicken. You have to eat it the day after when it's been microwaved. Or just don't eat KFC chicken because it's literally does not deserve the praise that it gets for fried chicken. You're right. 
but church's chicken dog all the church's, way church's chicken is amazing yes but this isn't about chicken <laughs> this is about pizza this is about pizza apparently yeah i lavish the in pizza my and parsecs podcast is is gonna sue us for infringement See, that's exactly why i was trying to avoid the p word because I didn't want to I'm just start. Trying to, I'm the just trying to educate these again. people on the right way to do pineapple. Pizza. Yes, it's bad and wrong if you do it the wrong way. You just got to do it right, and then God won't punish you. Like I mean, it's just that okay, simple. You're starting to sound like church Catholic? in the 70s. <laughs> wow. Okay. No. This is gone every off the rails. every denomination has its faults. I'm trying to talk about something that I love, and you just went into a whole different direction. <laughs> well, you started talking about pineapple pizzas. So. I started talking about pizza. I did not mention. You knew what would happen. Of course, I did. That's why I wanted to start the drama. But I can't look like I'm starting drama. I just like <laughs> to sit back with popcorn and watch camera and See, pizza and parsecs I, I just absolutely destroy each other. It's my favorite part of Twitter. This is what I'm here for. This is what gets me through the day. There you go. Is feuds about pineapple pizza. It's the little things. It's the little things. And it's the big things. You know what's really big? A six foot tall turtle. Yep. We're talking about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles today. <laughs> They've read the title. They know what they're doing. Specifically though. Yes. I, this is not TMNT as a whole. I'm going to... We're not talking about the TMNT movie, which is a completely different thing. But it's a mouthful, and I tend to stutter when I say Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles over and over and over again. So I'm going to subtitle it TMNT. We're talking about the first movie in the live-action Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles series. Mm -hmm. 1990. How old were you when you watched this movie for the first time? Uh, I was pretty young. Yeah, me too. I mean, it was sort of a staple by then. It was like the, it was probably the 2000s, so 10 years. Yeah. Um, but I want to say uh, the third one had been recent. Uh, so it wasn't as disconnected as it might seem. Yeah, you don't like the third one, do you? Um, no. Yeah, that the time travel one, I do not. Uh, I prefer the second one overall. Mm-hmm. Um, but both the first and the second are good movies. Well, we got to get through the first one. Yes. Yeah. So I think I've told the story before, but, you know, Blockbuster days, we used to go to Blockbuster on Fridays mm-hmm. and TMNT was one of like the three movies that I would pick because it was just that much fun to watch. That's generous. It, three movies? Okay. I watched, you ready? Okay. TMNT, the Super Mario Brothers movie, mm-hmm. and Rockadoodle. Mm-hmm. You've seen Rockadoodle once. No, I haven't. Yes, you have. Oh, no, that's the... Yeah, that's the... uh, Did we watch all of that? I did. You got bored. Where was that even? Like, what in the heck? I I put it on because we were watching Netflix one day. Okay. And, like, you zoned out halfway through it, and I was having a nostalgic break. After I realized that it was just madness, yeah, I just... (laughs) kind of just checked out. It's just a weird movie in a time where they were just pumping out animated movies for the sake of keeping it going how dare you that movie's a masterpiece it it's it was about of Elvis, its times but it's just instead of rooster yeah like it's just Sean it was Christian. crazy it was too much to follow there was a flood somewhere <laughs> and like it's just crazy we'll talk about rockadoodle some other time <laughs> but like that was one of my favorite animated movies when i was a kid Oof. it was a yeah really i wow. think it was a don bluth movie probably was yeah, because that's 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 like that Fightful era. and um, all yeah. that stuff. Secret of Nim. Mm-hmm. Um, Great Mouse Detective too, right? Maybe. 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 I don't remember. That was such a good movie. That Ma- was uh, Great Mouse Detective. Yeah, that, that was, was my first one. exposure to Vincent Price. 
Really? Yeah, he was a bad rat. He was. Mm-hmm. He's a very good actor. Very good actor. But we're not talking about surprise. I have to keep putting <laughs> this, myself this back on track. This podcast is about what we're not talking about, apparently. Yeah, this... You'll you'll find out as we go on, most of my episodes are going to be a, how about this, kind of episode, while yours are lore deep dives and fun topics. So people will like yours. People will like mine. (laughs) (laughs) Because this is the most nostalgic movie for me. Okay. In, I, I think, because it is one of those movies that I've watched upwards of, like, 80 times, and this is your I think. Uh, Phantom Menace. Exactly. <laughs> and soon after the Phantom Menace became my Phantom Menace. Sure. But yeah, that too. So this movie, as I said, was made in 1990, which was a weird time for movies. <laughs> it was a weird time in general. It was a weird time in general. This was around the era of like, we're going to make movies about cartoons. Mm-hmm. And they're usually bad. Mm-hmm. Because, like, it was, this came out first, and then the Super Mario Brothers movie came out. Mm-hmm. And then after that, uh, no, before that was the Masters of the Universe movie. And yeah, before both of those, I think. Exactly. And they were all bad. Well, it seemed like, you know, when you look at the uh, 50s, 60s, 70s, which a lot of people kind of see as, like, the climbing height mm-hmm. of filmmaking, you know, it was this big war between is film art or is it entertainment? Yeah. And I think this is where it steered away from the sort of, you know, yeah. this this is sort of the, I get your um, point. you know, Martin Luther period of, hey, throw out all the rules. Like, let's yeah. let's just have that's good a, fun. Yeah. Um, and that's why I think the 90s is so full of crazy movies is just because it came off of a period of so much pressure behind movies yeah um, there you had movies like you know uh, the well, dirty had, dozen there will be blood and then you had movies like i don't know uh, Pumpkinhead. well you had that one um ben stiller movie with a superhero one yeah. with the bowling ball oh my gosh i love that movie uh, mystery so Man. much mystery um, Man. it had um peewee herman I it can't. had everybody, it, uh, William H. Macy. It, it was, it was incredible. A, so, and when Hank I Kazaria. say that the 90s kind of got into this period of let's just have fun. Yeah. I mean, across the board. Originally, you had to be into sci-fi or horror to get mm-hmm. anything that wasn't like award-winning or artistically crafted. Yeah, and we're um, not like crapping on those movies. We love No, uh, it. We love that genre. It was, but... it was. Pre- I mean, music went through the same journeys. Where exactly. I mean, that's why you go from the height of Renaissance and Mozart. Like it's just very pious and and up there. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily the musicians or the music itself, but yeah. there was this idea that if you had talent, you were above. If you could do this, if you could create, if you like, it was you know elevated. Yeah. And then so, but then there's all these other people that are just like but I just want to make stuff. Like, I just want to have fun. Yeah, and I think there was a very clear delineation between this is for children, this is for adults. Oh, uh, you mean like uh, yeah. cartoon to film? Exactly. Like, sure. there was a very well, they, big they, idea. Well, kids don't got money. They need to make exactly. money. <laughs> so they need the parents to be interested. Exactly. And I think these movies were kind of a blurred line in there of like, mm-hmm. it well, especially the first yeah. one. I feel I feel like after that one, they really yeah. turned and started to be a little bit more yeah. traditional TMNT. But the first one's definitely a blend. It's definitely oh, yes. like 
you at, in any given point it's for everybody and then it's for one age and then it's for everybody and then it's for one age kind of mm-hmm. thing which is a really good mix and you don't really catch it until you're at a different age i think yeah uh, it watches differently as you grow up, but stays relevant the whole time. Unless you're like me, where I watched the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie at like the perfect age, mm-hmm. I think. I was like six or seven when I first watched it. And that has been like, I go back to that mindset mm-hmm. when I watch the movie. And I don't know why it's that one in particular that like yanks me back in time. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, man, I want the turtle van. <laughs> Yeah. Because, like, that was my introduction to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was toy commercials. And, like, I watched the toy commercials, and when I was like, that looks really cool. Those are colorful. I want the van. I want April O'Neil. Like, I I want all the cool stuff. I missed all toy commercials. That's because you didn't watch Nickelodeon. I didn't didn't get toy commercials. So, and I think that's where a, a large part, like if you listen to my episode last week, a big part of like the whole thing of not having childhood toys I wanted, it was because I missed the boat. Like, yeah, it was like, I didn't know they were going to be toys at Walmart. So I didn't go to Walmart for toys, but I was always at Walmart. And then eventually I'd be like, oh, they had toy? this. Right. Yeah. Like, and then, but of course, by then everything was gone. Like, I remember growing up, the only uh, TMNT figure I had was a Raphael, but it was um, it was a the 2003 cartoon series yeah. Raphael, but it wasn't just regular Raphael. It was space Raphael. So he was in an astronaut suit, but it was the only Raphael I had. So I, I kept remember it. that one. Uh, and it was the stupid, but it was that's what I was. I was left with breadcrumbs. Yeah. Uh, because I just missed out on these. Com- I I literally can't like if I watched toy commercials, I watched it on YouTube. Yeah. Like I watched it for fun after the fact. I cannot, for the life of me, tell you when I watched, as a child, cartoon or commercials for toys. Like, yeah. it's the weirdest thing. I, I think that's something about my childhood that I remember so clearly is the toy commercials. Because I spent all of my time on, like, Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network switching between them when a commercial would happen. Mm-hmm. So, like, when a commercial on Cartoon Network in the middle of Foster's Home was on... You switch to Nickelodeon and you watch Avatar, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. I did that for most of my childhood because mm-hmm. I was a latchkey kid. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if you don't know what that means, if it, it's, there's a different word for it where you live. I, I've always thought of it as a Southern phrase is my parents worked. And so I was home alone a lot. I was also the youngest child and my brothers had friends. Right. <laughs> so when they were older enough that like, it was, they could go do stuff. Yeah, they could do stuff while you couldn't. I was a loser. I didn't do anything. <laughs> no. You did. You you enjoyed and consumed media that you now have a podcast about. Exactly. <laughs> it comes around. What do they got? Nothing. Justin has podcasts. Well, they got bald spots, but that's what <laughs> that's, the, that's what get, that's what having friends gets you. Early bald spots. spots. Early male pattern baldness. And we didn't have friends. <laughs> therefore, therefore, we have all. We are hair. hairy. <laughs> No, we love, I love your brothers and they're awesome and everything. Oh yeah. But no, I like, yeah, I mean, uh, everybody's a product of their stuff. And I think that's what determines the way and what you love for sure. Oh yeah. Uh, And that's a, that's a thing behind the mystery. And that's why you're uh, respectful of people's likes and loves because you never know what got them there. You know, you know, you never know why TMNT is someone's favorite thing or whatever. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. Like I, 
I get made fun of a lot over time because my favorite movies are stuff that I grew up with. Mm-hmm. It, they're things that I watched at a certain point in my life and that, and my interests grew from that. Mm-hmm. Like I am an unashamed, unashamedly a fan of the Super Mario Brothers movie mm-hmm. because I watched it when I was a kid and I was like, this is amazing. Well, you, He's got rocket boots. <laughs> you, you were the appropriate audience. Exactly. And you, it, it was a simpler time where you could watch and enjoy something without being bombarded with reviews that you, exactly. I, I firmly believe a lot of people that hated on the, the prequels mm-hmm. were because of the reviews they consumed, because not their the, actual opinions. Exactly. It was the early days of the internet. And oh, so yeah. people were running to forums right after watching it and being like, oh my gosh, this is yeah, terrible. Like it, it's, you know, like in, I, I really believe, and it's tough because we have a podcast, but it's like, <laughs> you know, I really believe with stuff like that, that you love, you should consume enough to get your own good ground opinion mm-hmm. on it before you ever take anyone else's opinion. Like make up your mind first before going into other people's minds. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, willingly or unwillingly, uh, you'll start to take someone else's mind about mm-hmm. something and who knows what you could be missing out on. There's people that miss out on a great movie uh, in hating on The Phantom Menace. Um, similarly, there's people that miss out on, on uh, Team and T stuff for having the opinion of someone else and never actually checking it out for themselves. Yeah. Like this, I, we'll actually get into talking about the movie, <laughs> I promise. But this was a jumping off point pop culturally for me. Mm-hmm. I think because it was such a reference point for so many other things. Cause this was 1990. There were so many references in this movie mm-hmm. to other things. Like even just down to Michelangelo doing impressions mm-hmm. movies that I had never seen, mm-hmm. but like, like he's doing voices from the Godfather, mm-hmm. a movie that I had no idea about it. But I and knew I, I haven't seen. You still have not seen it. Yep. Justin, stay calm. <laughs> I promise I will make him watch it. He doesn't have to watch it if he doesn't want to, honestly. But I only watched it because Justin made me watch it. I feel like it's been referenced so much. I feel like I have watched it, though. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> because I still had to watch The Terminator, even though I got all the references. Well, but you you did not get the first Terminator, though. Like, you, you had no point of reference for the first Terminator. Uh-huh. You had point of reference for the second one, where uh-huh. he's a good guy. It's like coming in with Darth Vader as the bad guy and having no point of reference of Anakin. Like, you're missing something if your only idea is, oh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's the good guy in this series? Yeah. And that's the thing, is it shifted so hard where... He's the bad guy in the first one, and then literally every other one, he's the the good guy. And it's just like, why did that have to become the trend? Like, I liked the twist for the second one, mm-hmm. but guys, seriously, every single one, now he's the good guy, it's old. Yeah. It okay. stopped being a good idea. Here's the thing. Watch the first one. Watch the second one. Go to, Watch go the third and fourth one. Go take a nap. <laughs> the third and fourth one are... Well, the third one's okay. The fourth one's great. Okay. I will People watch the unjustly... One hate on that movie and I I just don't get it it's better than anything we've gotten since we mentioned Terminator now I have to do it what oh good for you good for you yes um are you ready to talk about the movie I'm ready to talk about the movie let's get into it all right so this this movie has a lot of young well-known actors in it but I want to 
Like Corey Feldman. Like I was gonna get to Corey Feldman. He's the only one I know. I know. No, Sam Rockwell is in this movie. Who? Oh, that's right. You pointed out this Dude. whole thing. Okay. Yeah. He's... So baby Sam Rockwell is in this movie as why the is lead that a big thug? deal? Because it's Sam Rockwell. Why is Sam Rockwell a big deal? He's like that weird guy in most movies I know him in. Exactly. I love Sam Rockwell. Okay. As long as I'm not missing something no. like, oh he's no, just, he's genuinely amazing and has the cure for cancer. Oh, like I didn't want to miss It's just because Sam Rockwell is awesome. Like as a as an actor, I think. Sure. I, I don't know much okay. about him so personally. So is Dax Shepard, maybe. I'm sorry. I don't know much about Dax Shepard either. I don't know much about Sam Rockwell. <laughs> then every, here we are. Every character that he's played that I've seen, I have enjoyed him in. Because okay. he's normally I'll, that I'll, weird dude. Okay. He's Wild Bill in The Green Mile. Yeah. 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 He's the yeah. weird guy. <laughs> uh, he's he's uh, that character in almost everything. Yeah. It has baby Sam Rockwell. Um, so Donatello, who is, who is your favorite turtle? Raphael. We've discussed this. Yes. I forgot about that. Donatello is my favorite turtle. Mm-hmm. He's also played by my second favorite Corey, honestly. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, I liked Corey Haim more than Corey Feldman. But he's dead now, so I guess he's the only one. Well, player. this was in a time when Corey Feldman was, like, cool. Dude, no, no. <laughs> no? Not yet. Oh. So, okay, Corey Feldman, he went down a little bit. Yeah, a because lot. Because... This was the Michael Jackson era. Corey yeah, Feldman. there was a lot of stuff. Like, I'm not, I'm not calling out his trauma as a reason. No, to, like, I just mean not at all. This was in a period where he was probably the last best version of himself. Yeah. Um, before he, he stuff started to get it. Yeah, stuff. I mean, he went through a lot of things that made him yeah. into the sort of recluse that he is now. Like, he, he's not really out there, and yeah. it's just tough. He I lost mean, his best friend. Well, in twice he started young with a lot of stuff. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, he's not. He's he's unfortunately another name in the book of kids whose lives got troubled because of acting, like just something they <laughs> love doing. You mean the entire cast of Stand by Me? Well, yeah, I mean pretty much. I mean, except Will Wheaton's doing pretty good right now. Now, because he had now, things to latch on to. Yeah, um, he's slightly recovered i'll say yeah he's still going through some stuff but he's accurately getting help yeah so i mean i didn't mean to start i didn't mean to start a whole sidebar it's fine but this is post i used i mean i used to yeah between um uh friday the 13th part three in between gremlins and like Corey feldman was the kid yeah for a period like he was he was he was the guy like he Um, is finn wolfhard in the 80s mm -hmm. so it's like I, you know, I, 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 at one point really enjoyed seeing his name on things. Yeah. And not that I don't now. It's just that I it's know it's like not a, the same. Oh, he's still doing stuff. Yeah. I just, like, it's not the same. It's after tragic. Lost Boys, he kind of went downhill a little bit. Pretty much. It was between Lost Boys and nobody knows this movie, but there was a movie called Dream a Little Dream where he switches bodies with an old, old man. And then there's a second one where there's a pair of sunglasses that let you control people's minds. Cool. We're going to watch those movies. Don't worry. But it, it it it's weird. Corey Feldman. We support him in his endeavors. But at the same time, mm, mm, poor baby. <laughs> okay. So Donatello, Corey Feldman, uh, Leonardo was played voice by Brian Tocci. Tocci? I believe. I'm not sure. Uh, Raphael was Josh Pace. Pace? 
P-A-I-S. How would you pronounce that? Pace. Pace. Uh, Mikey was Robbie Wrist, and Splinter was Kevin Clash. Uh, Shredder. Wait, what was the so what was the tidbit of information by Kevin Clash? What was remember because we uh, looked it up. I and, did, I and you were like, uh, "Oh my gosh, this guy!" I don't remember. He was the voice of some other character. He was that you were like, "Oh my gosh." He was. Hang on. Uh, you you can continue, and I can look continue because I okay. I there was significant. I remember oh, he was that. Elmo. Oh, that's right. He was Elmo. Sorry. <laughs> Kevin Clash was Elmo. There you for go. A little I bit. knew it was one of those like ridiculous like, how do you go from? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I don't know if he was that Elmo or if he was just an Elmo. Yeah, you can't be. No. I mean, it's like Batman. There's yeah. there's many. There's a couple. There's a lot of stunt work in this movie mm-hmm. where the physical actor was played by a different person than the voice actor, like Tatsu. Oh, it was the, the whole time though. I thought. Oh, yeah. I, I like. I don't think the voice actors ever stepped into the suits. Uh, Tatsu was played by an actual Japanese actor, Toshi Toshishiro Obata. But voiced over ridiculously for some reason. By a white dude. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> named Michael McConaughey. I don't think I'd like him and, by the sounds of his name. No, probably <laughs> not. Um, James Saito played uh, Oroku Sakai and Shredder physically, but David McCarran played him voice makes no sense but okay no um and i know what you're thinking no er- ernie Reyes jr is not in this one he stepped in briefly you don't know who ernie Reyes jr is are you serious Mm-mm. you were a child who liked martial arts movies he's the pizza guy in the second one. Oh, okay yeah he gotcha. was in the rundown really yes wait no yes. really oh yes wow. he fights the rock Wow. Yeah. Interesting. He was also... He was, well, he was brought back for the second one because he did stuff for this one, right? Exactly. Yeah. He was briefly... He did some stunt work for Michelangelo and then came back mm-hmm. and was fully Michelangelo, but also played. Yeah. Well, in this one, though, uh, I think the guy that played Michelangelo is actually the one that delivers the pizza. Yes, he is. Uh, and then that the guy him. that's like, it looks like a turtle in a trench coat. Uh, that's, in the cab. That's, that's the voice actor, Raphael. Yeah, that's what I mean. So yeah. they they got the they got the actor people in there, uh, which I thought was cute. I thought it was funny because yeah. they're not going to get seen otherwise. So I thought I, that was pretty funny. I love stuff like that. It's so much fun. Mm-hmm. It's a fun movie overall. And oh yeah. I hope it was fun making. I, God, I hope so because I really love this movie. And we also get to see like there's a lot about this movie that's little touches that I love that mm-hmm. make it so nostalgic. Who played, uh, not to interrupt, but yeah. who played Casey? Casey Jones was played by Elias Cotillas. Did you like him as Casey? I love him Does he change Casey. in the next one? No. No, he's the same guy? In the third one. He changes in the third one. I'm pretty I think sure. him and April change in the third one, right? Uh, April changes in the second one and the third one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Judith Hogue plays April O'Neil. She did not enjoy working on this movie. <laughs> wow. That's a, well, that's yeah. so weird. She did, did uh, promotion for TMNT stuff for the anniversary and all this. Yeah. I mean, I she guess maybe she's come to terms time. with it, kind of like um, Billy from Power Rangers, but yeah. I don't know. So sad. It's, um, it, it's just interesting to hear what does yeah. go behind the scenes. Uh, Danny Pennington was played by Michael Turney. He yeah. hasn't done much. No. Um, but he's he's a cute kid. He's all right. He's a ginger kid. I he's love right. a, I love a good ginger kid. Who's your favorite ginger kid? Uh, I don't know, man. And why is it Asher? <laughs> <laughs> he's not ginger though. He's not ginger yet. 
Maybe. One of them will be Ginger. I'm talking about my nieces and nephews. I'm there sorry. you go. Um, but yeah, I didn't mean to go back to fine. that. I was just curious because I don't really enjoy Casey Yeah. in this. Um, I I don't know if it's down to the guy or direction or something like that. I wasn't a big, I was never a big fan with Casey for some reason. Um, yeah. Although he's one next to Raph, he's the coolest character in the 2003 animated series. Yep. So I'm like, and in a lot of TMNT in general. Well, yeah. I mean, he's, he's generally a, a really, mask. really cool character. Yeah. I don't know what it was. I mean, but yeah. that was just a me thing. Like I enjoyed so much in terms that. of who, do, who did what, like mm-hmm. I felt like so much was done right in making it translate whereas Casey yeah. it was just very he was doing a thing kind of it, it felt more like they got a guy that could closely resemble but it wasn't quite mm-hmm. right like it just didn't feel right there but again yeah. I don't know how much of that is just what was I get like it. he was know, very like New York City street rat and, well, and I liked like, that uh, well but I guess that's more realistic yeah. than the whole vigilante thing but I feel like him being a little bit more legitimate of a character mm-hmm. was was more of what, but you only had the one movie to make him go from hockey mask vigilante, which he only does once, yeah. to friend of the turtle. So yeah, give and take, give and take. <laughs> um, this movie continues in the great TMNT tradition of changing backstories and for some reason taking inspiration from the first from the um, first issue of the comic book. And throwing everything else away. <laughs> Shredder dies. That was in the first issue of the comic book. Yeah, actually. Um, Splinter's backstory changed. Yeah, so instead of being the guy that mm-hmm. Arokusaki fought for the love of, one, of a woman for, he was the rat. He was the rat in of the, the guy who got radiated. I, I don't is mean, is that weirder though than a dude turning into a rat? Well, it makes no sense for the whole grudge. Like literally in the end, like first of all, Shredder doesn't even realize till the end, you are that <laughs> rat. And that's when he makes the big reveal of like all the scars and like okay, okay so you had this giant talking <laughs> rat imprisoned by your little teen gangster club and didn't think, wait, is that the rat? <laughs> like, could it be? Like, this is a weird question, but did you eat my face? <laughs> uh, so in the end, you, like, there's no okay. point for this grudge. But it's New York. There's a lot of <laughs> Uh So, I mean, it, yeah. it, it works enough, but, like, in mm-hmm. terms of extended sense, it makes way more for, it, like, uh, Orokasaki to have this grudge with, uh, I can't remember Splinter's master's name. I think Orokasaki. No, Rokusaki yeah. is Shredder. Oh, Rokusaki. Because uh, I, I remember how Splinter says it. That's the best way to remember it, but... It, I don't remember. I don't remember. So it, it makes more wrong. sense for, hey, we fight for this woman, and then she dies because we like couldn't come to terms. So Shredder's mad at him uh, for it, and Splinter's mad at him for it, uh, and then they go about their ways, and Splinter unknowingly yeah. gets contaminated turns into the rat yeah and shredder gains power and becomes this big old gangster also um shredder kills his wife and his newborn daughter wait what in the comics in the comics and oh, yeah. in the series so it's darker well which series though 
in uh da, da, uh 2010 i think oh 20 hmm? 2014 no 2014 oh you're talking about the nickelodeon one yes i am okay no in the 2003 one his daughter is actually like a significant part I, of the story he thinks i you corrected me he thinks he killed his daughter but in reality he raises her as his own and she becomes like this really cool ninja lady oh yeah she, i forgot she, about she, that completely. she is awesome okay like, like there's even a thing with her and like Leonardo and everything. Yeah. Anyway, so like the, the story of Shredder and Splinter has changed yeah. in a weird way. In a very weird way. Literally, the turtles are the same. Um, yeah. It's cutely done though. I love the little the little puppets. Yeah, I They're love the so little. So great. You know, uh, I found these turtles in ooze, and then they started Did growing you? in mind and body, except Michelangelo. <laughs> um, and it's just it's really cute. Another thing that changed is that in the comic books, the turtles are only four feet tall. Well, I mean, it's like more realistically done in terms of like they're not going to grow okay. huge, huge, yeah. right? Well, and also they're still teenagers. And this one, I don't know, it's a little questionable. Like he keeps saying they're young, but they like yeah. like you said, they they're big they're, dudes. <laughs> I think the idea is that they're like fourteen in. In a lot of it, because sure. like it, I think of this only because of Raphael's choice in curse words. See, this because <laughs> like I that love, might be the only one he knows. I love the beginning where Dang. they set up the whole premise that that's just his thing. Like I love the like it only lasts so long, but like yeah. setting up the trend three times in a row of something happens and he's like he knows he's got to fix it and he's got to explain it to splinter and he's just like yeah. like i love that he gets kind of, so angry yeah so I, many I like times in this movie. it's a good way to uh kind of build that into yeah. his character in terms of being kind of a yeah. hothead he angry boy um that's why he has crack in his shell mm -hmm. usually usually if you're doing it but right. that's what i do appreciate of the nickelodeon series is they legitimately make me legitimately made them younger yes i appreciate um, that very much it seems so many have such a hard time capturing that well i mean it's almost the spider-man effect of this you is know, a teenager not a full you grown you man. lose it in halfway through the movie of he's a teenager like you do and yeah. you show one scene in school and that's it okay. he's a teenager yeah and then you move on yeah um to kind of scoot back i remembered something that i was going to say um, so this movie was not filmed in New York. No. It was filmed in Wilmington, North Carolina. Mm -hmm. That, I lived there. It had exteriors from New York. Yeah, it well, had because, some B-roll. like, a third of the movie takes place, what is literally mm -hmm. in Carolina, yeah. uh, when, uh, Raph's in the tub, <laughs> healing, uh, and whatnot. Like, that's just straight Carolina. Um, uh, but the rest of it's just, like, city. Like, they don't do much, yeah. really, in the city. You know what else was filmed in North Carolina? Dawson's Creek. I know. I know. <laughs> because I was forced to watch that show because go. they filmed at my parents' building. I'll, I'll, I'll also, you could just point and say, I know that place. I know that place. Um, there's, Like you said, there's a lot of references in this movie. Uh, the movie that Raph goes to see in the one of the opening oh, scenes Critters? is Critters. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It's a, what do they come up with these things? <laughs> <laughs> I love Ralph's voice. Oh yeah, it's he's the so most great. New York. He yeah. is the most New York, which is is just fantastic. Yeah, um, I love Don and Mikey's thing, and I like that they recognize the best way to handle those two characters is just put them together. Yeah, like they're the 
even though they're seemingly all the same age, mm -hmm. they're clearly the younger and Leo and yeah. Raph are clearly the older in terms of mentality. Because uh -huh. you've got Leo and Raph always fighting for the right way to do things. But then you've got Don and Mikey just trying to have a good time. Mm -hmm. And it's so cycled to the point of just, like, I love the scene where they're arguing and um, they just like look at each other. Uh, I can't remember what they say, but yeah. they're like pizza, pizza, <laughs> yeah, like and they, they like they just yeah. know. Okay, it's time they're to take a break. Time for pizza. Right, exactly. It's so similar to like my family dynamic growing up because you had Justin and Ryan, who are my oldest two brothers. Even though Justin and Josh are twins, they were always fighting. <laughs> well, I think that's why it's so good is they just yeah. build in these little tropes that show family dynamic exactly and it's really well done for a single film like oh, yeah. there's a lot to praise in how they approach translating the, the comic characters and cartoons over to film yeah overall but i think they put so much good work into the turtles which is why like stuff with the foot clan and mm -hmm. uh with shredder and all that's just a little bit there mm -hmm. for me because it, it which i can totally get with because again they got the turtles right mm -hmm. i think the cost of it though was not quite getting the bad guys right mm -hmm. i think they want to just have really good good guys yeah and they needed a conflict obviously there's a lot about this movie that is very silly and i think not overly done but not fleshed out in a way that would make sense if right. that makes sense well yeah because again yeah you got one film to do <laughs> A lot. Yeah. Why teenagers? Why kung fu? Um, I, I know why. In the ways of kung fu. I know why and turtles. I, but that's the thing in the flashback too is like Splinter's watching his master, and he's a just he's just straight rat right it's now, such and a he's good mimicking. Scene. So this rat knew kung fu. Whoa. Because of watching I his know, kung fu. like oh, it's so, it makes way more sense if he was a kung fu master yeah. turned into a rat. We can it's talk so about that silly. But, so, there is a formula to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. You have April, who is a... Uh, full-grown adult reporter. A full-grown full adult reporter who discovers the turtles mm -hmm. in some way or another. I like how they set up her reaction to the turtles earlier in the movie by having her react to a rat. Mm -hmm. But, it's a very silly reveal so much better done than the one in the Michael Bay movie, though. Really? So, no, I mean, this one is better than Michael Bay. Oh, okay. I actually... I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I The one thing I did not mind was that. That scene of yeah. introducing. Cause Maybe I just don't like because Michael Bay. I think, well, probably. I mean, a little biased <laughs> I mean, there, but... Like, I just like more so that it was Mikey, and I love the whole thing of like, no, look, it's just a mask. Like, like yeah. not them not being able to register why this is not okay. Yeah, was that's much. Funny. It's it's younger. Mm -hmm. It's it's something someone young would do, uh, more so than like, oh, cut the lights and then. Which first yeah. of all, I just love the flung sigh that no precision uh, <laughs> that she picks up and. Raphael's just like, dang it. But yeah. he doesn't say ding. Um, we don't curse on this show. This is a family show. I just, I thought that was. Oh, yeah. No, I do prefer the setup of the 
them needing to re-interact with April being because yeah. of the weapon. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, there's, again, early parts, there's good stuff happening that sets it all up. Yeah. Um, so she meets the turtles. She meets the turtles. We find out that Danny is actually a part of the Foot Clan. The, the son of the dude yeah. she's dating. Who? No, not dating. Boss. They're dating, boo. <laughs> they, like, rewatch that movie. <laughs> In subtext, they're dating. Yes. But officially, he's just her boss. To her, yeah. yeah. But she's still getting it. <laughs> and so uh, the the son of the dude she's dating is Danny. And he's yeah. the sort of yeah. lens we see the Foot Clan through, kind of. Yeah. Something that I forgot to mention, because we got off on a tangent, was the intro to this movie is fantastic, in my opinion. I love it so much, because it's just... Oh, the music. oh, showing them yeah. the Foot Clan doing Foot Clan stuff. <laughs> exactly, yeah. and also the fact that Shredder helps them steal a wallet. Yeah, like Shredder and his little child empire. Apparently, yeah. it's great. Um, we get to see a lot of the Foot Clan, but the teenage part of the Foot Clan in this. Yeah, the unestablished version of the Foot Clan, where they just wanted the bad guys. They didn't yeah. really like the Foot Clan. Is in if you just believe that they're there stealing businesses and monies and. Yeah. The Foot Clan is up to way bigger things than just stealing stuff. But they weren't able lore. to get to it in the movies. None of them. And none of them. No. Like, the second one's all about resurrecting Shredder, okay. essentially. Oh, and it's about so his, like... To talk about. <laughs> yeah, like, so I'm like, they really undersell yeah. who the Foot Clan is and what even Shredder's motivations are. And they didn't even get to my favorite part of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. With Krang? With Krang. Well, they were never going to do that in the no. films, though. Krang is too weird. Although I think he comes into the Michael Bay ones, though. We're not going to keep talking about it. <laughs> Just saying. I know. They do exist, regardless. I, I love the way that the Nickelodeon series handled Krang. But we're not talking about the Nickelodeon well, series. Well, yeah, from the get-go, too. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Um, Shredder's costume is incredible Mm-mm. it's so shiny they really translated look exactly very well i have uh on my shelf a um an action figure of the 1990s shredder mm-hmm. this is not super shredder that's the next movie um but it's so glittery oh yeah it and looks just great beautiful and i just like if you want to be it looks so good <laughs> the ultimate kung fu master you need to incorporate you, you need to shine exactly and he does he shines very well um i don't think we we don't get a lot of shredder nope. in this movie like a surprising a surprisingly little amount yep <laughs> even though he's like the one of the main baddies in mm-hmm. the cartoon to in the, the original shame. 80s cartoon um Another thing that I wrote down that I wanted to talk about, again, going back to 80s references, is that the game that they're playing, when you get this great sweeping shot of the warehouse, I guess, that is um, the Foot Clan hideout, Mm -hmm. when Sam Rockwell's taking them around, saying, hey, you can do drugs and smoke cigarettes here. (laughs) (laughs) And um, they're playing the NARC game. Have you ever heard of the NARC game? No. So in the Reagan era, Nancy Reagan was super about, you know, no drugs. Mm-hmm. We're going to crack down on drug use. We're going to get all these drug users out of here. Sam Rockwell, you go home. That kind of thing. Um, and so 
what happened with that was you got, you know, the iconic, this is your brain, this is your brain on drugs commercial. Mm-hmm. You got uh, primetime television people saying, hey, don't do drugs. You had cartoon characters uh, doing commercials that was like, hey, you're a kid. You don't know what drugs are, but don't do them. Mm-hmm. There was a Tiny Toons episode. Oh, yeah. Everything yeah. had a, everything <laughs> like, had a drug episode. It was insane. The amount of, you know, anti-drug messaging that was going on at that time, including in video games and arcades. Mm -hmm. Um, The NARC game is a game where you play as a cop. Okay. And your job is to go through the streets of New York and to shoot drug dealers. Nice. And that's the game. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Justice. Justice. (laughs) And the screen that um starts off the game is just winners don't do drugs which if you've heard me say that like a thousand times that's where it comes from. that's where it comes from okay so like i love little weird history referentials like that i guess Mm -hmm. because like this was so 80s for a 90s movie yeah well it's nine it's 1990 so it's i think just I mean, when it was made would have been the 80s, depending on how long they were uh, working on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's definitely a product of its time in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And we mentioned it briefly, but there is a great section of this movie where it takes place in a farmhouse where it's a very stark I'm going all over the place because honestly, I don't have very many notes. I was just planning on talking about the movie. Because it's a good movie. Because it's a good movie. Um, there's there's a first and second act and then there's a whole third act in the very middle of the movie where it transitions into like Little House on the North or the North yeah, Carolina this Prairie. Is, this is the slowest part of the film and just and very, yeah. Yeah. You go from actiony ninja times. They didn't to, know what to do. That, exactly. Like, they needed, they needed more time. They and, changed directors. Yeah. And they, they, they needed some time between, mm-hmm. oh, let's go kick Shredder's butt. And so we get this exposition from April and we get just these little things, mm-hmm. just very, we're hanging out because Raphael's not awake. So, but we're just yeah. leaving him in water because that's going to work and eventually. We, like, <laughs> we have to have a moment where Casey and April get together. So sure, we're going to yeah. have them hate each other for a little bit. It's just checking off the last couple of boxes um, <laughs> before. Oh, yep. We're good. Yep. Let's go. Time let's go. go fight. There's two weird things about this section of the movie. Number mm-hmm. one, April is narrating yeah. the entire time. Right. And apparently she's a great artist. Apparently. <laughs> and... <laughs> She's doing all of these great uh, pictures of the Toidles. Right. Um, and then Danny shows up. No. No. Well, no he, You're right. He's been hanging out he's with hanging Splinter. Out. Yeah. And it's making him a big old softy. And now he's thinking about quitting. And we know what happens to quitters and gangs. <laughs> they go home free. Exactly. <laughs> no. You need a pat on the head. Good right. boy. Uh, you left a gang. No. They uh, get attempted murder yeah. um so the turtle the second weird part about this section is that the turtles go on a vision quest after 
Raphael wakes well, up. Well, yeah, and Splinter's basically just like, and goodbye, because I'm dying. But then <laughs> he doesn't. Ghost Splinter. Yeah, because it's just, it doesn't, I, I, like, <laughs> so I don't, I don't think they, I guess they couldn't commit to him dying, or, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, but. Yeah, there was a big mix of things uh, yeah. going on in this portion. So they go back to New York and they find Danny living in their sewer. And April gives him a picture of that she had drawn of Leonardo. And, and then that that's enough leads. for yeah, that's enough for Shredder to just be like, "Oh, that's, you're you're bad." That's a turtle, right? <laughs> like, and then we go into the wild as frick uh, ending of this movie. Which is just mwah, lovely. I love it so much. There's an entire gang reform. There's Casey Jones murdering. Murdering. <laughs> like it is such a crazy ending to this movie that I highly recommend. If you have not watched this movie. Or not watched it in a while. Or yeah, exactly. It holds up to me. Yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah. It's still a good movie. It's fun. If you watch it for no other reason than it's fun. Yeah, it, just watch the movie. It's good. You'll like it, I promise. And if you don't, don't blame me. There's worse things you could waste your time on. Honestly, yeah. Like you, drugs. Like dr- don't, don't do drugs. Us, don't do drugs. Um, so this movie is, I've said hundreds of times, one of my favorite movies. Like, it's fantastic. It's way up there. And a couple of notes that I did not get to Hmm. is just, this movie is super cute. Every single bit, like, the the relationship between Donnie and Mikey, fantastic. Mm -hmm. The moment when Raphael wakes up and Leonardo is just like, oh my gosh, he's awake, my brother, I love you. It's (laughs) it's very sweet. the, the, The thing they get right, which again is i think the big trade-off the turtles is the best thing about the whole movie yeah it's the most well done thing Mm -hmm. most uh well developed uh and if you're gonna get anything right about a tmnt movie that at least better be the turtles exactly and the music and the sound design in this game in this movie is great as well like well great uh effects great puppet effects done by jim henson company for the turtles which is really nice and the, the costumes are great. Um, I forget the timing, but a lot of the scenes with the dialogue in the movie are actually filmed slow so that they could speed it up later. So because the mouth movements are hard to sync up with the eye movements and the rest of the, you know, puppetry. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think stuff like that's pretty interesting. Like I said, yeah. my uh, intro, I think, well, I like puppets. I think we take for granted um, yeah. because we just, are either so used to seeing technology like that or seeing something better mm-hmm. that we don't really regard the level of difficulty in 1990 yeah. to do full puppet characters like that uh, for extended periods too. Yeah, I mean, it's not like the turtles aren't very prevalent in the films. Like they're yeah. like the main characters. Exactly. And they were so lovingly well done. Sure. And and a good approach of both realism, but also characterization yeah. and everything. Yeah. Um, this also, that when I was watching the movie, I also had a realization. I had a type when I was younger. I had Green a huge, scaly. Ex- no, I had a crush on Casey Jones. Sure. Long hair. Long hair. It was Casey Jones and Tommy were yep. like my two young girl crushes. <laughs> and I don't know why. 
honestly, because they're on two very different ends of the moral spectrum. Oh, One yeah. could say. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's it. I did not have a crush on Casey. I, you had I a crush like on Kimberly. Huh? You had a crush on Kimberly. Sure, but it's Power Rangers. Yeah. That's a different thing. Uh, Power Rangers had a crossover with TMNT, though. Yes, they that did. That was sad and not great. <laughs> yeah, I think if we don't talk about the rest of the movies, we're probably we just going to talk about will. two and three, honestly. I mean, I'm sure we will. I yeah. think we should if we're going to open this jar we should eat all the pickles i mean you know. all of the pickles you gotta <laughs> eat them all and just have a terrible time because team nt2 is your favorite yes um and then the animated well, kind of team nt movie is... uh i like i like two more than this i like team nt the real third film in the series but it's the animated one yeah. it's uh digitally animated and if you don't remember the fourth one is when they introduced the girl the, girl yeah well and that's also when just Budget got much more strapped. Yeah. And also, um, there was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles World Tour, which was a tour movie. I If you do yourself a favor and look up the World Tour videos, mm-hmm. because they actually went on tour to these different cities and put on a full stage show that was weird. Yeah. It was like Chuck E. Cheese, but with people. They rapped. And weird. <laughs> they played guitar. They did so. They danced. They did so much weird stuff. Like it, it was a special. It was a special time in history. It when was incredibly special. TMNT was that that coasting on its uh, success, yeah. which was warranted. Honestly, they were so successful. This movie started something when it came to you know. But this as with any film. new thing, eventually it starts just getting. Yeah, there's a reason we stopped making those movies. <laughs> Um, so I, I don't really need another one in my life. I didn't need the Michael Bay ones. No. I'm not defending them, but I'm also just, they exist. Um. I was excited for the Michael Bay one until I saw a trailer. Well, it's just very Michael Bay. Uh, with, you know, it's just, he has a particular way of translating things to film. Mm -hmm. Uh, which is why he is good at what he does, but, um, for something that's as established as these sorts of things, like kind of like what we talked about with Transformers, when you put it in the hands of someone that just translates it to a type of film, sometimes it doesn't carry over as well because mm-hmm. m- most of those characters weren't meant for that type of film. So yes, it's just special. It's it's just a very special, special. little thing and everything. But at least the <laughs> first one is really good, really solid, and yeah. completely enjoyable. And if anything else, just watch the 2003 series, man. I'm telling you. It's and so good. Maybe the 2014 series. If you like. Give it a chance. Yeah. I mean, it does some things nice, but. I, I mean, liked it. Sean Astin's in it. That, mm-hmm. That's what made me watch it. It's younger, it, exactly. which is a little bit more appropriate. I mean, the, I, I yeah. make no qualms. The two, 2003 is just the same as these, where it's just like they're definitely not teenagers. <laughs> but that's also what works because being a little bit maybe more gruff and mature lets them get into these sorts of stories and adventures and everything. Like, oh, it, yeah. you know, it make it works. For the type of stories that I'm interested in, that's what make that's what made the uh, Team and T movie perfect. Mm-hmm. I think was because the it was first one, this one, yeah, yeah, no, um, the animated. Oh, okay, yeah, was like it. It's it so picked good. up where the the third the second one yeah. left off. 
I and, mean, technically, yeah. technically the third one too, but mm-hmm. I don't yeah. count the third one. It's and, the true third one. <laughs> and they're adults, pretty much. Yeah, like, I mean, it's years after. Like, it's it's really good. Yeah. Um, Watch so, them. yeah, it, like, that movie's literally TMNT. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very good, well-animated, Gargoyles. great voice actor. Like, oh, yeah. Ugh, it's so um, great. And again, it's in this universe. It's kind of like Superman Returns in that it came out in a certain period, and you can watch it and treat it as its own movie. Yeah. But really, it is connected to these previous films years ago. Yeah. Did you uh, like and it's Superman so good. Returns? Hmm? Did you like Superman Returns? I did. It was not, it was made too late. It was, uh, it really missed its chance, is my opinion on it. It's a good movie, but I don't think it came out at the right time. It was weirdly modern, but also vintage. Mm-hmm. Like, it was trying very hard to be Christopher Reeve's Superman. Well, that's what it, that's yeah, why. And, exactly. But that's the problem is, and everybody has that opinion, thinking of it as its own mm-hmm. thing, and it's not. It is, It it's meant to be Christopher Reeve's. Exactly. Um. So, you know. There is a lot wrong about the release of it. Yeah. But overall, I enjoy that film. Yeah. Um, Favorite it's, Superman? Huh? Superman mm-hmm. 2. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a good one. Good Which one. is, uh, I think, is Superman Returns follows that one. Yes. I don't think it counts yes, it 3 does. and 4. Who's your favorite actor who played Superman? Christopher Reeves. I get that. Yeah, he's definitively Superman, especially if you like look into some of the interviews of him and just yeah. seeing him as a person. He's, he's a re- He's a legitimately cool person, um, and don't I don't necessarily completely agree with everything, but I don't necessarily agree with everything that I call like every person yeah. I say is a good person doesn't mean I condone everything. But you know, generally as a person, he's a great person mm-hmm. and the kind of person you want to be Superman. Like yeah, he he really gets it and represents it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not saying that as a jab to any other actor. Yeah. I, it's just that I felt like he most embodied Superman. And that's why it fit. Like when he puts on the cape and when you see him, mm-hmm. he is Superman. Yeah. It's just that way for me. I think that's why I, th- I think Henry Cavill is a good Superman where mm-hmm. he picked up because he is slowly turning into that kind of person. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. I like him as a person yeah. now. Um, I, not knowing much about him and not really liking Man of Steel entirely, it's a it's a good movie. It is a good movie. Um, best modern Superman. Yes, mm-hmm. it's the best in uh, quite a while. Um, but there'd have to be its own thing for me to completely unpack my feelings about that movie. But overall, initially, I did not like it or him. It mm-hmm. was not sitting well for me. Um, but again, coming from a Christopher Reeves fandom, mm-hmm. I, I eventually figured out why. But I also was able to kind of reconcile that. So, I, and now I like Henry Cavill for several other reasons, which yes. makes me go back and more prefer his performances now. Is it the mustache? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Him in Mission Impossible is amazing. Like you can keep your Geralt all day. Like. Oh, Whoa! Yeah, best thing he's ever done is Mission Impossible. I don't care what anybody says. Welcome to the Henry Cavill cast. It's Let's Mission Impossible. It's Mission Henry Impossible. Uh, it's Mission Impossible. It's um, Man of Steel, and then it's Stardust. <laughs> that's Where his he career. Was in for like five that, that's his career for me. <laughs> wow. Okay. So controversial opinions about um, Superman aside, uh, yeah. great movie, highly recommended. 
Yeah, um, we were talking about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, weren't we? Well, I mean... This is how our, our conversations go. Sure. Well, I, I mean, you know, both series did the same thing where they were the heights of examples of doing something well and then yeah. slowly losing it and then years later coming back and trying to continue it, mm-hmm. but not really catching the audience anymore because yeah. they missed the, the, the shot. Honestly, um, Lois and Clark was not that good. Uh, excuse you. <laughs> Dean Kane is a good Superman. Bump off. <laughs> like I, I love I love It was better uh, than Smallville. Whoa! <laughs> I'm just controversial opinion time. I'm just telling I love the truth. Smallville. Okay. I am just telling the truth. In Superman TV, Smallville's my favorite. I'm enjoying uh, Super In Girl. Superman TV, the only appropriate answer is the animated Superman show. Okay, that's fantastic. First of all. But But I'm... and if you can't get that, you settle for Dean Kane because he's not bad. He's not bad, but like I enjoy I enjoy Supergirl because it's Supergirl for Furkist. It's Supergirl Furkist. But when Tyler Holshin shows up as Superman, all I'm like, that's Derek from Teen Wolf. I can't separate that in my brain. I don't like the way he looks. The one that shows up in the new DC shows? The the Superman? Yeah. That one? Yeah, I'm Tyler not a fan. Why? I just I don't know. It just doesn't sit right. We need to end this. It's podcast. like Andrew Garfield <laughs> as Spider Man, though, where it's just like it just doesn't fit right. What? What are you just controversial opinion man? I I, am, I don't know, but <laughs> apparently okay. I am. Okay, we're gonna come back to this in a later episode. But let, for right let now, us know let's what go. You, <laughs> let us know what you want us to most continue our controversial thoughts on Spider Man, Superman, yeah. or just more Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Or do you just like? Henry Cavill cast. I think we could do it. <laughs> if we cast with him, that'd be amazing. That would be incredible. That'd be great. I'd have to scratch his back, though, because he can't reach it, but it's fine. <laughs> but he can read stories. <laughs> yeah. He can read stories while I scratch his back. <laughs> and grow a mustache. Um, thank you guys for listening and uh, checking this out. We obviously yeah. enjoy talking about everything. For the three Star of Wars and not. Yeah. Um, next week, it's my show, and we are back with something super nerdy and involved and gonna blow your minds with knowledge about a video game you probably never knew had so much lore in it it's an indie game um about a master chef uh no it's a multi-million dollar blockbusting game uh about master chief um but cortex i'm gonna tell you all the reasons why you should love halo uh but not because of the games and so it's going to be interesting yeah. and it's going to be involved and hopefully uh, you're there yeah. for it. <laughs> Expect a lot of him talking and a lot of me going, oh, that's interesting. Right. So, uh, but uh, it's a lot to love. So I'm looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. I've been really enjoying preparing for it because Halo is something that's sort of resurging um, or would be if the game was coming out when they said it would. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's coming kind of back into light since it's getting a new game in the series. And so uh it's been coming back into relevancy and, and just in life in general. So to be able to talk about it, it's going to be uh, fun and exciting. So hopefully you'll be back next week for yeah. that. Any of my ga- video game friends, feel free. And I say that as someone who loves those games, by the way. Oh, but yeah. the books are way better. I just um, remembered another Henry Cavill so, movie that was really good. Sure. Uh, have you anyway. ever seen The Man from Uncle? Nope. Really good movie. You'd like oh, it. Okay. Spy movie. There you go. So uh, be back next week where we start talking about Halo for however long it takes us to talk about Halo yep. because there's a lot of lore, literally about 200,000 years worth of lore. Yeah. So going to be so much fun. He's also in the running for the next James Bond. 
Uh, that I'm I'm there for that. Mm-hmm. Um, would prefer Idris Elba, but sure. Yeah. Absolutely. So uh, we'll be back. Hopefully, you'll be back, and uh, look forward to Star Wars Rebels coming out later this week. All that good stuff. If anything interesting tickled your ear, you can let us know on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all of that good stuff. Thank you to our patrons who help pay for the madness. Um, your bad financial decisions are our blessing, uh, <laughs> but we appreciate you, Jim, Rebecca, and Doug. Uh, we also appreciate our friends in the Red 5 Network, a family of podcasts about Star Wars and more. If you like us, uh, they're even better than us, so definitely check them out at red5network.com. You can also check out Game Infinite, especially since we're talking about Halo. Um, We're going to talk about mini video games. And Game Infinite is a community of people that love games and also other things like um, Star Wars and Tomb Raider and Apex and Final Fantasy and so many other wonderful franchises of games. Um, And it's full of cosplayers, artists, all kinds of stuff. So Game Infinite, especially over on Instagram, check them out and get them in your feed so you can see all kinds of cool game stuff. Um, And including some stuff from us for Star Wars. So that's really cool. Uh, But thank you so much for listening. Thank you for sticking this madness out. Let us know your favorite turtle. We're sorry. Uh, I'm not. (laughs) But we'll be back next week. Baby.